Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. And with us right now, the CEO of HR Talent and Systems Consulting, Yuri Kruman. You're found on the web at yurikruman.com. Yuri, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Josh. It's a pleasure to be with you. Yuri, from a high level, what do you do? Who do you work with? I work with primarily fast growth founders and CEOs um, in all industries, but in particular in healthcare, fintech, and CPG. And uh, I come in and essentially build out the strategic HR function, not just the systems. I also do the coaching. My background is as an executive coach, in addition to four other careers before that. And essentially, um, you know, I come in and, and help founders think in, in a more kind of thoughtful adult way, if you will, about HR, not just, oh, no, we have to plug in the gaps at our talent acquisition pipeline, but hey, you know, we need to really develop our people. We need to upskill them, reskill them. We need to help them figure out their career pathways within the company. We want to keep the best people, help us do that. Awesome. Um, so what, when somebody needs your help, like what symptoms or what pain points might they be experiencing in their organization? How would they know they've got something that needs to be addressed? Sure. So a big piece of it definitely is talent acquisition because that's that's something that really jumps out. If you can't get the best people in the door even to interview, or and if you can't mm. convert them to actually come work for you, that means your your pipeline is leaky, your employer brand is probably suffering, meaning you know, glass door reviews, it could be what people actually say, you know, in conversations outside the company. Um, and the other pieces are people are sick of not having performance reviews. They're sick of not hearing what's going on in the company. There's, there's not very good information or communication flow in the yeah. company. That's a big, big part of it. But also people always kind of wonder what's in it for me. I feel like I'm not moving anywhere. Nobody's teaching me anything. I don't know what the hell's going on in this company. So I need help, says the founder. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So as a fast-growing company, um, it's pretty important. Talent acquisition is pretty, pretty, pretty important. Um, what do you think, like, why do you think um, they may have gotten themselves into a bad position just mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, it, it not being a very desirable place uh, to work and where, you know, it may be employees uh, who were kind of in and out or maybe leaving a, a less than stellar review on Glassdoor and that sort of thing. Like what happened culturally with the company to instigate that? So let's, let's break this apart. The first thing is, if you look at who people are that start companies, they tend to come from a background of finance and operations. They tend to come from um, pretty much you know, sales, marketing, biz dev, product, anything but HR. Let's be frank. HR yeah. people are not exactly known for going out and starting companies. And even if if they did go out and start companies, a lot of times HR people are very conservative, right? They are charged with making the trains run on time and making sure we don't have any glaring holes, right? So the, the mindset itself of HR is not exactly conducive to starting a company or to taking great risks. So that's, that's the first reason. Number two is when you look at 
the background of a CEO or founder. It's someone who either left corporate and maybe took some policies and procedures and what have you with them. But oftentimes it's someone who, let's say, had no other choice. Maybe their grades were terrible in, in college and they really had to hack it from the ground up, right? So in that situation, what are you focused on? You're focused on revenue, right? What brings in the money, right? So you can hire more, so you can have more sales, et cetera. HR is pretty much nowhere near the top 10 of your list of what you care about in your company. And once you start tasting success, oh, I'm on Inc. 5000. Oh, you know, I got, uh, I got a prize for, you know, leadership or best company to work for. You still don't really think about HR. It's like, well, yeah, that's kind of a black hole for money, whatever. They're keeping things afloat, right? So as a founder, usually you don't think about HR until it's, it's late in the game. And that's mm-hmm. because your benefits are not com- competitive with your competitors. <laughs> and you have leaks in your talent pipeline. You can't just sort of, you know, keep going on the fumes of we won an award. It's not (laughs) enough. It's just not enough. Or let's say you raised a funding round a year ago and there's a flurry of interest in your company from top candidates and that dies down, right? Without some kind of proactive outreach, without, that's that's kind of the, the employer brand slash talent acquisition piece. Now, if you're talking within the company, yeah, you're also starting to see top people leave because the culture is not the same. It's not a family anymore, right? So a company grows up, it matures, it goes through different stages and logically different kinds of people are needed at each stage. So founder is still sitting there, oh, family culture, look what we built, it's awesome. Yeah. And they don't really have any pulse on where things really are, right? Those people that are very entrepreneurial and you know flying by the seat of their pants are no longer really serving the company. You need more professional managers. Yeah. So that's when they say, uh-oh, I'm stuck in no man's land. And you know maybe my sales are floundering, so I'm, I'm past that peak. So there's an inflection point where a founder realizes, okay, I need adult HR. I need someone to really come in and do strategic HR for me, build systems, do performance management, you know, have a pulse on what employees are actually saying, improve communication, operations. Let's get our house in order. Like we're, we're, we're way, way too far down the pipeline, but we need to really fix this. We need to really fix this right away. So it's always urgent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, in terms of now companies that are primarily virtual, um, it may be, and maybe they were used to working together much more in person. Um, it can be a lot more challenging, or at least it'll feel a little bit more challenging to keep good company culture or, you know, to be able to provide um, that. It, it would be, you know, how do you provide that virtually? Or what are some ideas that you've seen from companies that's working really well that still make um, you know, a, a, a fast-growing startup, a great place to work um, when, in fact, maybe maybe team members are getting just a little bit depressed, just kind of sitting in their apartment and just logging in, doing their thing, and you know, they they don't they they don't have the social component so much anymore. Or at least they do, but it's virtual. What what is an HR director to do or a founder to do? Great question. That's pretty much the the single most common question that I hear from founders and from HR people. So it's this is pretty much the number one topic of conversation right now. So from a practical perspective, right now I'm the interim CHRO for a company in the Bay Area. I sit in Brooklyn, New York. 
So it's it's more more than just a, a theoretical situation, right? So I have to run HR. I have to manage a team of three people under me in HR in San Francisco. Everyone is remote for the most part. The company is in home health. So there is a physical component, meaning you have to go out. If you're a clinician, go out to the home and provide care for, for patients. Okay. So in that situation, yeah, it's it's very hard. For the last 10 months, you know, we've been pretty much remote. So what have we done, right? I'll just kind of get to the point of what we've done, what we've seen work and, and what we have seen not work. So the first thing is I'm coming in as a coach, right? So for me, the most important thing is one-on-one. In this case, it's, it's Zoom. And again, I've been doing this for a handful of years. So Zoom is not <laughs> is not new to me exactly. I've learned pretty well how to, to read body language and how to read people, how to really get to what's going on. Right? Because people, when they hear head of HR, they're like, uh-oh, I'm going to like shrink into my shell. So as a coach, I know how to unlock people and really get them to share what's going on. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, you have to get vulnerable with people as a leader. This is in some ways the hardest part. If you're the founder or the, you're the CEO, you're the, you're the bastion, right? Oh, things are great, right? It's like the, the old joke about Gorbachev. You know, what's the state mm-hmm. of the economy? Good. And in two words... Not good. <laughs> it's, it's like that, you know? So founders, they, you know, have a lot of trouble sharing. Hey, you know, we're all going through craziness as well. You know, I've got two kids at home jumping on my head. Uh, my wife is going crazy. She's got a full-time job, right? So it's it's that kind of taking a step as a founder to see, look, yeah, I'm, I'm vulnerable. I'm dealing with a lot of uncertainty as well. Let's do this together. And paradoxically, that's what actually works to make to make people feel like, ah, oh, okay, that person actually cares. That person actually gets me because you know I'm at a lower level. I sure as hell don't have any equity in the company, and I'm getting paid a lot less. I've got five kids, you know. I have to think of, and usually it's a woman, right? Because in this business, it's mostly women. And it's it's like, okay, at least this person is starting to get that things are difficult. So, okay, let's open up the channels of communication. Let's centralize everything on Slack, for example. Okay, great. Um, let's make sure people get performance reviews because we mm-hmm. haven't done that in a year or two, right? People don't know how the hell they're actually doing. Let's help people to build career pathways. Let's marry their job description with their performance and, and help them to tell us what they want to do a year or two from now, right? Where do they want to go? And make sure that we marry the goals of the company with their career goals. Give them that visibility, right? Where am I going? What am I doing? What is this for? How does this contribute to the bigger picture of the company? And make sure information flows a lot better. That's the number one problem that I see in companies. It's not just about COVID in general. Leaders tend to not share that much information, right? So information asymmetry causes Mm. all kinds of, you know, doubts and why am I here? What is this for? I want to learn. I want to progress, right? That's That's a fundamental human need. Everyone needs to feel like I'm moving forward, I'm progressing, I'm going somewhere. It's not just about money, it's about learning and development, right? So that's that's where we're seeing things work really well, where you do the one-on-one Zoom, you have weekly meetings over Zoom where the leader shares what's really going on with the different wow. parts of the company. That mm. works really well, right? And we see that in employee engagement surveys and just feedback one-on-one. You know that's interesting. Um, I've I've heard that argument for um, you know being much more open with with your team members and and even you know to the point in discussing and you know sharing um, you know 
maybe general numbers on finances too. Mm-hmm. And the argument I heard for that is that, you know, particularly if you're a, you know, fast growing startup, um, it could be very uh, tempting for every employee to assume that the founder is making a lot of bank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so oh, yeah. therefore it's not fair. <laughs> they should be getting paid more. Exactly. Uh, I assure you uh, that <laughs> from my experience, um, and that uh, it doesn't matter what you're earning as the founder, your employees think you're earning far more. <laughs> oh, yeah, you bet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get this all the time, right? Because I do the coaching in addition to everything else. And I sit down with someone. People, you know, sooner or later they share. They, you just All you have to do is listen, ask the right questions, and the information starts flowing like crazy. So yeah. sooner or later I hear, hey, like, come on, you know, give me give me some more money. Give me a mm-hmm. better title. And then the, the founder's like, oh, those entitled millennials so it's it's like a it's a cycle of resentment that's built on very poor information flow. Mm. That's not difficult to tackle. You just have to start start the gears grinding and make it a part of the regular weekly schedule to do that. Yeah. Uh, so Yuri, um, how did what's your background? Like, how did you find yourself in this position? I know you've worked with some some pretty big clients. Mm-hmm. I always joke, kids don't try this at home. Uh, <laughs> my career is anything but uh, what I had imagined. I didn't start out saying, hey, I want to work in HR, right? Most yeah. people, unless that's what they've always wanted, never think HR. So I started out in academic neuroscience. I came after college where I did anthropology and neuroscience. I came to New York to do a PhD in neuroscience at NYU. And in that first year, I started my first company, which was called uh, juicyjuice.com. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds hilarious. I have the t-shirts. Um, and then I was like, look, I'm, I'm in the wrong place. I, I should not be in an academic PhD program. This is not who I am. This is not really what I want to do for the rest of my life. So, okay, I'm a I'm a good immigrant boy. I got to go and get a law degree, right? What kind of logic is that? But that's, you know, sometimes that happens. So while I'm in the law degree program, um, I work at the New Yorker for a week as a fact checker. I work in insurance, defense, litigation, personal injury. I mean, and then a hedge fund. And that's when everything went south during the Great Recession. I got a front seat view. And that's how I got into finance, more or less to pay the bills, not because I, you know, necessarily love finance. And then from there, I got into tech. So the healthcare piece finally kicked in because I was studying biomedicine earlier. And uh, finally, kind of things were my speed. Because in a startup, you're you're flying by the seat of your pants at 1,000 miles an hour, more or less trying to build the plane. And um, that really gave me a taste for, okay, I want to work in startups. I want to build something great. You know, I drank the Kool-Aid wholesale. I worked in finance and operations and in product. And then eventually, I was like, you know what? screw this. I drank the Kool-Aid. I got burned. I don't want any more of this. So I went and started my first uh, company, Master the Talk Consulting, which is coaching. Did that for a long enough time, coached thousands of people, really saw patterns in why the best people leave even the best companies, lack of alignment, lack of information, and helped unlock them. And then I'm like, you know what? Okay, why don't I take those patterns and I'm going to go to companies, to founders, and more or less pitch them on helping to reverse that trend or helping to stem the tide. Mm-hmm. And a lot of founders really, you know, say, yeah, that's a huge pain point. I have no clue what I'm doing with HR, with benefits. I, I just like, can you, like, can you take care of that for me? Cause I, I, I don't know what I'm doing and we, we need, we need to do a lot better. And the people that I have on a lower level, they don't think in that way. So help me build that. And I'm like, ah, okay. So that's how I started my uh, current company, HR talent and systems, because I, I saw the need, not just, 
for coaching, which is great, but it's a bit in a vacuum, right? It's not connected to actual business outcomes. And, you know, the need for making the trains run on time, HR is still HR. You got to make sure that things are stable. But you also have to create systems to underwrite future growth and scaling. And the only way you can marry these three things is if you have a bigger picture of how HR works from a strategic level, and you can also implement things on the ground. So by definition, I do uh, four things, strategy, design, motivation, meaning the coaching, and implementation. Because systems are great, but people are not going to use them unless they understand how it serves them in their career. Yeah. So that's yeah. the magic sauce. Yeah. And Yuri, um, right now, like as a business as well, um, obviously, again, you've you've had some great clients, but uh, where do you, like, how do people find out about you? I mean, wh- mm-hmm. what do you do for your own internal outreach and marketing? So I do a number of things. Um, I create a lot of content. I write for entrepreneur.com, Forbes, a um, number of other platforms. I'm also putting out a book in January. It's uh, kind of marrying self-help with business. It's saying, look, um, it's called Be Your Own Commander-in-Chief. And the book is about four conversations. One is with your body, meaning take good care of your health. Don't have to be an endurance athlete, just 80-20. Number two is think about your mental models and life skills. What are you missing and what can you change in order to manage your expectations, make better decisions, manage stress, process information better. And also, hey, how do you manage your finances, your career, and your business, your side hustle? Okay, you need to know those things because otherwise you're going to be screwed in a world, world that's fast changing. And, you know, you, you have to build your own thing, even if you have a day job. That's just the reality now, right? So um, the last conversation is with God or the universe because you need that piece. I'm, I'm part of something much bigger. And no, the corporation isn't going to cut it. It's not enough, mm-hmm. right? So all those four conversations, they are together a platform to empower any employee to do their own personal and professional development. So if a founder says, hey, I want to empower my employees to become better people, better professionals, here's a blueprint and a roadmap exactly for doing that, for starting the conversation, a very thorough one that includes all those pieces. And then the idea is that now you can plug in the other parts. So you want to bring bring in a speaker, you want to help them do courses. It's all part of one kind of, cohesive whole. It's a philosophy. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm the head of HR and I want to empower my people, I can do the same. I can, you know, buy the book and build on top of that platform. So that for me, I didn't see that in the market. I saw the different kind of scattered pieces of self-help and and business. And I'm like, you know what? I think it's time. It's a crazy idea, but that's, that's what the book is about. It's from both perspectives. All right. And so your website, Yuri Kruman, Dot com. Someone's on here. Where would you recommend that they kind of look first? If they're like, I like, I like what this guy has to share. And, you know, we certainly fit that model of, you know, fast growth startup doing very well, you know, kind of going through a lot of growth. We need to bring on some great people in the, in, you know, in the year ahead. Um, where, where do they start? So very simply, if, if that's your strict need, uh, more than welcome to visit hrtalentsys.com. That's my company. You're more than welcome to look at all the different case studies, all the different content I've produced. I think it's, it's very important to at least familiarize yourself with, with the new landscape, meaning, you know, how do I think about strategic HR? How do I build a tech stack to underwrite that fast growth? You know, mm. what does staffing look like? Or how do I link my hiring plan to my financial model, right? Because that's quite important, but most founders may not think about it. 
And once you have a clear sense of what the map looks like, then you know you can bring in a consultant like myself um, and kind of build out that infrastructure and make sure people start understanding why do we need to do all this? How does this help me in my career? Then they're much more likely to use those systems that you're pro proposing to implement. All right, Yuri Kruman, CEO of HR Talent and Systems. Is HR Talent Systems, what's the, what's the full name? It's hrtalentsys.com. Yep. I feel like I'm missing a word. Consulting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yuri Grumman, thank you so much for joining. This has been great. This is great, Josh. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're gonna promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.